Hey, Fangirl Nation. It is Tracy Sandler with this week's Fangirl Talk. Uh, we unfortunately are missing my co-host, Stephanie McCarroll, this week, but we have the lovely Patriots fangirl, Brianna, with us. Um, and we are going to talk about some things going on with the Patriots this offseason. It's been a little bit of a tumultuous offseason after the incredible Super Bowl victory. Um, there has been issues, obviously, with the owner that we can talk about. But the biggest story of all is, of course, the retirement of Rob Gronkowski. Uh, he announced the other day on Instagram that he will be retiring from the NFL. And Brianna, I know Sunday was a very, very difficult day. Have you been able to recover at all? A little bit. Um, I was actually at work when he decided to announce that he was retiring. So my boss got a little mad at me that I was on my phone. But I mean, I couldn't not do that. Um, I, I don't know. I had a feeling it was coming this year. And then there were all these reports from his agent and from Adam Schefter saying that it's going to take a little while for him to make a decision. And then Schefter came out a few weeks ago and said it would be more shocking at this point if he did retire rather than if he came back. So I thought that was like great news. We were all kind of planning on his return. I know the team said that they were moving forward in free agency with, you know, the mindset that he was coming back to because they could have easily targeted a tight end in free agency. Um, they still could, but they probably would have been better off had they known a couple of weeks ago. Um, but when you really think about it, like he, he deserves to go out on his own terms like this, especially after the last really two games he had with the team. Um, the AC championship game, he played his head off. And then obviously the massive catch he had right in front of us in the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it stinks, but when you think about his injury history and everything, and he's only 30 years old with that many surgeries on his back, and it's just, it's the right time for him. And who knows, he could miss it to a point where he comes back later in the season. Um, but no, I think it's, I think it's good that it was decided with enough time to think about it, enough time to talk to his family and to talk to Camille and to talk to the team. And just say, hey, look, you know, this is probably it. So, but it still kind of stinks from a fan perspective. Of course, because he's Gronk. And I think uh, Patriots fans or Patriots haters, Gronk is fun to watch. Um, and Gronk is just fun because he's Gronk. Uh, and so I think people will miss him um, in the NFL generally. But, you know, you brought up an interesting point that the team was proceeding in free agency as if he was staying, et cetera. But at the end of the day, like these football players, they need to decide what's best for them because at the end of the day, not to keep using that phrase over and over again, but the team always makes the decision that's best for them. And the player needs to make the decision that's best for him. And you are right. He's had so many injuries at such a young age and you get beat up being a tight end. And it is uh, definitely rough out there. And he's had an incredible career and he is ending on a high note. Um, so I certainly cannot blame him for that. And I think he will always have one of the most special plates in the hearts of Patriots fans. Um, so question now is where do they go from here? Um, that's a good question because I originally thought Jared Cook would be the guy that they go after, whether Gronk stayed or not. Um, but I guess 
word on the street is he just officially made his deal final with the Saints. So that's off the table. Um, there's some pretty good tight ends in this year's draft that I don't think we're talking about enough because obviously Kyler Murray is number one in this draft for good reason. But the two kids from Iowa are like the Patriots bread and butter type of tight end. So I don't know if the kid Hawkinson will still be around by the time the Pats pick, but if he is, that would be like a a perfect, not automatic replacement, but somebody with the skill set to be groomed into maybe like, a Gronk 2.0 or a mini Gronk or something like that. Um, but I feel like this draft is deep enough at that position that they have a few options, especially if they don't end, actually end up taking a tight end in the first round. But I think it will come in the draft unless they pull off some wild and crazy trade, which I kind of have a feeling will happen, whether it's for a receiver or maybe a tight end now. I don't think... I, like going into it, I didn't think free agency was going to be a big thing for them this year, just because when you looked at the, the class, it wasn't to their needs. Mm-hmm. But they have so many draft picks now that I think they can lure people into a trade, and it just feels like a big trade here. I don't know. Well, they, as you and I know very well, they're not above making a wild and crazy trade. Um, so I think that's definitely a strong possibility. Um, So I think we'll see what happens with the Patriots. I mean, whoever it is, you know, there's total confidence that Belichick will get the most out of that person, whether it be one of the uh, options from Iowa or from someone else. I can speak from personal experience that tight ends from the state of Iowa um, tend to be excellent, Uh, which brings me to another question that I would love to get your opinion on. There was on Twitter yesterday, Someone had tweeted that now Zach Ertz is the best tight end in the NFL. 49ers fans, this one included, would argue that now George Kittle is the best tight end in the NFL. As someone who has been following and a fan of the best tight end in the NFL for a long time, what are your thoughts on that? So I want to go on record and say it's definitely not Travis Kelsey. Let's not even bring that up. Okay. Um, (laughs) <laughs> so he, yeah, he's definitely out. Um, as great of a player as I think he is, I don't like him personally, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I think he's more of a glorified receiver because he doesn't do all the blocking that tight ends need to do. That's why you look at Gronk and you're like, okay, this guy's a complete package. Like that's why he was as good as he was for all of those years because he did everything. Even when he wasn't contributing reception wise, he was contributing blocking in the run game or blocking for Brady like it was no matter what like he was always doing something so I feel like Zach Ertz is kind of on that Kelsey level maybe I don't think I I don't know that's that's tough because when you look at the tight ends you need to have that blocking and I think Kittle does and he's also young so I feel like that gives him enough of a like a launching point where he can maybe progress into a well-rounded player like Gronk was. But I think Ertz is also the type of tight end that's more of like a massive wide receiver because I don't know. I don't know if these guys are like afraid to block or I don't know if it's like a stat padding thing where they want to be the go-to guy despite everything that their position entails. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't say Ertz, I don't think. 
and I think Kittle, and maybe I'm biased, but um, I have spent a lot of time watching George Kittle. He does it all, in my opinion. And um, a friend of mine, Evan Sowards, uh, made a comment yesterday, a very funny tweet that Kittle did it with like a, uh, a gas station attendant and a drugstore clerk. It was something along those lines. I'm certainly messing up the tweet and not saying it correctly, but it was really funny. But Kittle did it with DJ Beathard and Nick Mullins for the most part at the helm. Uh, he had Jimmy Garoppolo for about a minute. So I think that speaks very well to him. But of course, um, the rest is unwritten because he is very young and it was his second season and we'll see where he progresses. But I do think he is uh, very much the full package. It's a conversation that's really just fun to have right now and we'll see how that all plays out. But the best tight end in the NFL honors are up for grabs now. Uh, So it'll be kind of fun to watch this next season. Uh, and how it all plays out. And though the season seems very far away, we are obviously well past free agency. We are getting ready for the draft. Um, Off-season programs are starting shortly. And before you know it, it will be training camp. So that's one thing about the NFL. It feels like there's this long off-season, but it's never really an off-season. It's just there's a very long time without actual football. Um, Right. Something's always going on despite no games actually being played exactly and I thought I really kind of liked that Gronk retired on a Sunday it gave me some Sunday football news that (laughs) (laughs) that felt that felt very relevant um and you know felt very good um the Patriots have had another issue and I don't want to talk too much about this because I think we'll see how this all plays out but of course there has been the issues with Robert Kraft and what has been going on there um I just would love to know, like, from a fan perspective, what are people saying and what do you, what do you think about all of it? So I feel like everybody up here is kind of like, we all kind of have the same mindset for the most part. I don't want to speak for all New England fans because there are some of us that, like, go off the wagon with kind of important things like this and crucial things like this. Um, but we're all disappointed that something like this happened like obviously because it's somebody that we hold to like such a high regard in the community and we we're all just I mean yeah they're misdemeanor charges and stuff that doesn't take away from the fact that like he should never have been involved in the first place it's something that somebody of his stature should not have participated in should not have even been linked to like the whole thing is just not good for him his image the team's image and really us as fans, because that's kind of come up in like friendly arguments I've had with some of my friends. And it's like, it really, it has nothing to do with the football team. And I don't think it should be tied to the football team, but it's, that's going to happen no matter what. Um, I guess it just, we'll just see how it plays out between, you know, court and then whatever the league decides to do, but it's something to keep an eye on. Because I don't think everybody's kind of making too big of a deal about it when it comes to league punishment. Because if you think about the other owners that have been involved in controversial situations, um, and then you look at their punishments, some of them, you could argue their situations were worse than this, depending on who you look at. Um, everybody's saying that Kraft should be forced to sell the team. Well, if he did sell the team, then he'd sell it to his son. So it'd still be the same like the team wouldn't fall apart it's somebody that's been around for years and years but that's very over the top for a punishment I think it should be 
he should get a fine. He should get suspended. Um, like I said, depending on the court's rulings and stuff, even though it's still not a good look for the league. I don't think we need to go as far as forcing him to sell the team when other owners have done things on a similar level of severity and even been tied to things far worse. So I think it's just part of it is the Patriots bias. I think like a lot of hatred for the team. And then once one thing happens, it's just, it gives everybody an excuse to continue to hate them more, but I don't really know. I think it depends on the league. I don't know if, what Goodell is going to do. I hope he does the right thing. I hope he doesn't follow that, you know, trend of the Patriots hatred. And because of the whole deflate gate thing, we all know what happened with that and how his relationship with the team is. Um, but yeah, I, I would say a suspension and a fine, probably half of the season just because it is a, a tarnish on the league and what you know he stands for the league stands for and everything like that but either way not great no definitely definitely not great but we will see how the legal proceedings play out and how what the punishment is and um over the next several months for sure but definitely uh not great like you said someone who has a very high stature in the community a married man there's a lot of things there that are not good. Um, but it is what it is for now. So we will see how that plays out. Um, I want to switch gears entirely, um, and talk about a couple things coming up in the world of sports that have nothing to do with the Patriots or the 49ers or even the NFL for that matter. Uh, but we are in the middle of March madness and opening day is coming up in the next couple days. So I am just curious to know, did you do a bracket? Who are your final four teams? I did not fill out an official bracket this year, but I think my final four teams kind of, they're the very stereotypical final four teams. I feel like everybody has them, but it's going to be Duke, Carolina, um, Tennessee. And then I believe the last team I had in, in my head was Michigan state, I think. But all four of those teams have like almost lost in a very tight game. So it just goes to show how crazy this time of year gets when it comes to college basketball. You can never be 100% and I fair. have Duke, Gonzaga, Virginia, and Kentucky uh, with Duke winning it all. I have a history of picking Duke to win it all on the years where they lose in the first round in a major upset. So I was pretty prepared for that to happen. And when they didn't lose in the first round, I was like, great. And then, then they almost lost in the second round um, in that super, super exciting game. Um, but that is, those are my final four teams. I am of course hoping that the Michigan Wolverines go to the final four again, because that was amazing. Um, and I don't know, I don't know that this team is good enough to do that, but I kind of felt that way last year. I think John Beeline is one of the best coaches in college basketball. So who knows, but yeah, I think everyone for the most part has the same four teams. Mine varied a little, but, uh, We Mm -hmm. shall see how that plays out. So obviously, um, neither of us are college basketball fangirls, but I thought it would be fun just to talk a little about that. And then opening day, which I know is exciting for you, is coming up. Uh, For those of you who don't know, even though you could probably guess, Brianna is a huge Red Sox fan. I am an L.A. Dodgers fan as I grew up in Los Angeles. It's something that makes 49ers fans not happy. But I grew up here grew up on the Dodgers. My grandparents got season (laughs) tickets when they moved here from Brooklyn. So it's in my blood. I'm also one of those weird people who has two teams for baseball. I'm also an Atlanta Braves fan, which is a totally 
different story. But uh, Brianna and I, of course, had a very rough October in our fangirl friendship with the Red Sox playing the Dodgers and the Red Sox just dominating in the World Series. But it's almost baseball season and I love baseball season. Are you excited? I can't wait. It's like the next, what is it, like 36 hours until the Sox play or I'm going to watch Fever Pitch. I'm going to watch reruns of the World Series last year. Like I have so many additional things that like I need to do just to get myself ready for baseball season. But I'm so like... Uh, so do you excited. think the Sox can repeat? I do think so because they have pretty much mm-hmm. the same core. Um, if they pick up a pitcher or two throughout the season, I think when it comes to them, I, I'm going to start worrying about their pitching when it comes to like maybe oh, yeah. August. Because I feel everybody up here, we freak out over everything. If they lose game one, like that's it everybody's going to be like, all right, that's it. Season's over when you still have 181 games left. But yeah. So once it, it hits like the trade deadline and stuff, if they haven't made any moves to the bullpen, then I'll start to get a little concerned, but I do think they have the offense and really the defense aside, pitching aside just to go back to back for the first time in almost 20 years. Uh, I can, I can't disagree. I watched them throughout that series, (laughs) excuse me. And they are, they were quite the dominant team, and you're right, most of them are still there. So I cannot disagree with you. Um, the Dodgers were terrible last year in June, and everyone was like, oh, that's it. It's over. And, of course, they end up going to the World Series where they lost again. But they still got there. So you can't really – like I, I kind of don't really think too much about baseball other than I like going to games until after the All-Star break. That's when I start really paying attention um, to baseball. So basically just in time for training camp to start for the NFL to start. My favorite months yep. are September and October because baseball and football are my two favorite sports. So for me, it's the most fun. Um, but let's also talk about, as long as we have you here, let's talk about your Celtics. Oh God, I'd rather talk about the Bruins <laughs> than talk about the Celtics. Oh, I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say about this team. They're so frustrating. Kyrie Irving has like gotten on my last nerve when it comes to the way he talks about his team to the media and. It's just, you can tell that he's not mm-hmm. happy here. Um, he came here wanting to lead a team and he had every opportunity to do that. And I feel like he's broken them down more than he's led them. So if he ends up going to the Knicks and free agency, I mean, happy trails. See you later. Thanks, but bye. It's kind of, it's, we're all just so frustrated up here. We can't watch a game without somebody like screaming at the TV for more than like 75% of the time. It's well, that awful. Sounds <laughs> that sounds like a good time. Well, yeah, let's it's a lot of fun. What? The Bruins, though. I was just going to say, Bruins why don't you talk? I know you'd hand. rather talk about the Bruins. So tell me tell me your thoughts on the Bruins as we head both the NBA and NHL are heading yeah. to the playoffs very shortly. <laughs> yes, like one more week and then playoffs begin. It's crazy. I didn't think the seasons were going to go by that quick, but yeah, they, they had a. They dropped a tough one last night. They were up four to, I think it was four to two going into the third. And then they let Tampa come back and take it five to four. But that's, they played the best team in the league and they really crushed them for the better part of the game. They kind of got lazy in the last period. But this team is so much fun to watch. There has been a lot of fun Bruins teams in the past 10 years since they've won the cup and even before that. 
but this team is so much fun. They've got so much heart and they love each other to death. It's a lot like the Patriots team this year. I think everybody is kind of like giving them an excuse to talk a lot of junk and just, I feel like they feel like they're counted out because Tampa is as dominant as they are. Um, but there's, I mean, there's so many local kids on the team that it's a lot of fun watching the games if you're going out to a bar because you never know who knows who. And it just, it just makes it 10 times more fun than it usually would. The only issue I have is now that they're this good. Tickets are so expensive and it's the most frustrating thing in the entire world. I drove back home and I went to the game on Long Island because tickets were $25. I live 10 minutes up the road from TD Garden and nosebleed seats are up around 150. That is, it is the, the blessing and the curse of when your teams get good. That is, that is what happens. But you'll exactly so but I'll take it. That's totally fair. You'll take it. So I'm gonna ask you for just for the fun of it, I'm gonna ask you for a few predictions. Um any the a Stanley Cup champion. Oh geez. Um I'm gonna say the Bruins just because I really feel like they can do it this year and I would never pick them if I wasn't hundred percent. NBA confident. champion. Um I think really? the Rockets can do it. This year. I really do. Which stinks because, like, I'd like it to be the Celtics, but you think the Rockets over Golden State? <laughs> that yeah, is, a I think so. One, I don't know. There's some, there's, there's something about this Golden State team that I think there's definitely something about them that has felt off recently. It will be interesting to see um, as the playoffs start if they are able to to get back on. Um, I just think there's so much talent on that team. But you're right. I think this is the first year where there is something that feels a little bit off, but we shall see. Well, that's a good, bold prediction. So I'm now very excited for the NBA playoffs to see how that plays out. Cause I think that would be uh, super interesting. And here's a way, way, way too early prediction that I have no business asking, but I'm going to ask you anyways, who are your world series teams and who wins? Um, that's tough. I'm going to say the Sox are going to repeat. And I think it, I really do think it could be the Dodgers and the Sox again in the series, just because both teams pretty much stayed the same for the most part. I know your Dodgers. Breaking my heart. The lack of who, is going to be. Which I think I really, I like Matt Kemp, but that one, I get that. I mean, Puig is going to, for me, is going to be hard. I love Puig. Love. Yeah, he's so much fun. But then you guys also got Joe Kelly from us, which is, not too happy about that one, but yeah, no, I really, I really could see it be a series rematch of this past World Series. Um, but I'm still, I'm still going to take the Sox as long as they get their pitching figured out towards the end of the season. But you've got the reigning AL MVP, you got JD Martinez, you got my boy Andrew Benintendi. Those, those guys are, they're good. Well, if that comes to me, we'll do our bet one more time. Uh, for those of you who missed it, it was a picture on Instagram of me in a Red Sox World Series championship t-shirt with Brianna, with me making a very sad face. Um, don't worry, Dodgers fans, that t-shirt was immediately given to Brianna. I do not own it anymore. Uh, it's no longer in my wardrobe. Uh, well, Brianna, this was really fun. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Thanks for uh, making this a quick Yeah, it really Boston was. It's kind of like all Boston all the time today. But you know what? It was fun. Sometimes, sometimes you just got to talk some Beantown. Uh, well, you have a 
I, I hope you have a great yep. rest of your day um, and we'll talk to you very soon. Bye. All right, Tracy. See you later.